Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Scott Wagner. Scott Wagner is the Chief Information Officer at the Lifetime Value Company, featuring brands like Ben Verified, Bumper, Ownerly, and more. He leads the team in all areas of the data development process, from hands-on dev to helping roadmap and plan out the long-term processes and vision for the company and all its brands. Scott joined the Lifetime Value Company with a long career in software and big data development. Scott has been a part of two of the big success stories within the data space and had a front row seat in hands-on coding for those companies being created and acquired. He started his data career with a company called Accurant that was later sold to LexisNexis and is the backbone of the LexisNexis data technology still to this day. He then went on to be an early employee at a company called TLO and was the chief technology officer at the time of their sale to TransUnion. Well, good afternoon, Scott. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian, for having me today. Absolutely. This is so fun. Getting to jump on a podcast here with another technologist, Chief Information Officer. Uh, We're both colleagues in this space. So Scott, we're going to jump right into the questions. You've got quite the career working in tech, as we discussed, as a Chief Technology Officer. And now you're the Chief Information Officer at the Lifetime Value Company. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Sure, I'd be happy to. I don't wouldn't say that there's any one secret, but I do have some lessons that I've learned along the way that have been super valuable to help me with continuing to further my career. Being a great technologist is important, but just as important is being able to work well with others. Being a technical prima donna just really doesn't cut it. One of the important things to do is to make sure that you kind of check your ego at the door. It's perfectly okay to submit an idea and have it get rejected. The main objective is to make sure that the entire team is working together and coming up with the best solution that's there. Don't be afraid to learn from newcomers. There's many times where, you know, I've been in the industry for 25 plus years and I've submitted a pull request and had a junior engineer make a suggestion in my code that was just, you know, a better solution. It's just to, you know, always be willing to learn from those who are brand new. Don't assign blame, but just fix problems. It's not important how you got into the situation you're in, but just kind of navigate your way through it. Always try to give opportunities to others to build themselves up. Whenever I try to delegate a problem to someone, I try to avoid mentioning my solution. And the main objective here is I don't want to pollute their brain space with my ideas. I want to let them work on their own. And a lot of times they come up with better ideas than I would have. And finally is admit when you're wrong. No one's perfect and nobody you know, really respects somebody who feels like they're giving off that aura or persona of, you know, I'm perfect and I can do no wrong. Inspiration is for me, being able to make a difference within an organization, knowing that I can make a difference in what our users are experiencing on a day-to-day basis. Part of that is understanding how are our users using our products themselves And the real inspiration is when we hear stories from our users about how their lives have been enriched or changed fundamentally by using our products. Listening to others and giving them that same chance to make a difference, right? That's kind of that fostering and growth part of it. And the most rewarding sensation is when you take somebody who's just entered into this career brand new and you're able to mentor them and help them grow into becoming a senior engineering leadership person themselves. Scott, I appreciate you sharing that. I think that's very helpful and and it helps inspire those that are starting their career in tech and may want to move into leadership. So I appreciate that. And Scott, we're going to talk about this pandemic. You know, everybody globally has to make these shifts to adapt to the new normal. Could you share with us what you're doing to help your company stay relevant in this economy? 
Sure. Our company is, our main goal is to work on bringing awareness and access to public records data to everybody. Information is incredibly important in every interaction in our society, whether you're meeting people, purchasing homes or cars. Part of that is why we're working to expand on what we can offer to people to make their lives and decisions a bit easier. Whether you're trying to reconnect with people, buy a used car or sell your house, just helping try to fill in those blanks to make sure that you're able to get what you're trying to achieve. Now that we aren't going out and meeting with people the same way in the outside world, we find it important to be able to be able to help people reconnect with others from their past lives by helping them find them and identify ways to reach out and get in touch with those old contacts again. Our company has done multiple studies around how COVID has impacted different industries that our brands are a part of. We create content that helps consumers stay on top of the current trends and safety precautions on all of our different brands' blogs. We have a vehicle-based property where we've gone ahead and done some important research around what were some of the more important or the more searched for used car models by state to help people understand what the values might be for those different cars that they have. Our primary flagship brand, we've gone ahead and done an important study around the spam calls that are everybody's been getting lately and helping people figure out like what are these delivery scams like and helping educate people so that they're more informed of when they receive those. Our property brand is, you know, we've gone ahead and done a study around, you know, how much more are consumers spending on electricity at home now that they're not leaving their house and going to the office, but instead working out of their homes 24-7. We use data from our partners and other reputable data sources, the U.S. Census, Energy Information Association, and help tell consumers a story of how they may or may not be affected by the pandemic and head over to our blog to help learn about tricks, what they can do to help save energy in their home, for example. Scott, that's amazing. The things that you're doing to adapt to some of the changes and challenges we have here in the pandemic, obviously. So I appreciate that share. And Scott, this is a technology platform, so we'd like to focus a little bit on that. Are you leveraging some or new emerging technologies in your tech stack? Anything you might be able to share with our audience? Yeah, sure. You know, it's a constant struggle of trying to understand the chasing of the new hotness versus trying to stay on the old tried and true technologies. If you hold on to old technologies that are tried and true for too long, then the industry moves past you and you're going to run into issues when those stop being maintained. But at the same time, the flip side of that is if you're always chasing that bleeding edge, that's just, it's a well with no bottom. You'll never all, you know, settle on something if you're always going after whatever's the new thing that's coming out. Our tech stack here has been a continual evolution for us. You know, we've changed our processes many times because we've been an online system for over 10 years and the industry has made some significant shifts within that time. Uh, and about three and a half years ago, we made a, our last major infrastructure shift and that was kind of hopping onto the whole containerization and Kubernetes train and using those as you know, modern software deployment and development practices. Infrastructure by evolution, though, has kind of been a sore spot for us because, you know, we we started doing all of these things before infrastructure as code technologies were robust and mature. So we're trying to backfit those things, those technologies in without having to rebuild our whole infrastructure or cause any production outages, of course. Um, we found that, you know, hiring in people who are already experts in these other types of technologies and helping them pioneer our usage of those technologies has been, you know, a huge help with helping us catch up to the modern state. Another thing that we embrace is not being afraid to try out a new technology as a proof of concept. And in that sense, for us, being able to run an AA test is an invaluable resource where we put up the new version of it against the existing version we have and just make sure that our consumers are responding to the technology change in a favorable way. 
we don't have a you know one size fits all solution at the lifetime value company. We allow our engineers to use a multitude of languages and technologies, and they can pick the best tool for the job for what they're trying to go ahead and do. And the important final distinction that we go through is understanding the difference of when it makes sense to buy versus build a solution. Thank you for sharing, Scott. I appreciate the insights on the technology portion of this podcast. That's very helpful for us and other technologists and tech executives. Scott, we're going to jump in. If you could just briefly share this last on this last question, something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in technology or leadership. Yeah, absolutely. So technical knowledge, of course, is the baseline that you need for your career growth as an engineer. Don't settle for what you know today. Mastering a single technology is great, but you don't want to put all of your eggs in that one technology basket. And helping to uh, grow your entire diversity is learning about multiple technologies that solve the same type of problem, because you will then be able to understand what potential solutions could exist. And you might find that there's one tool that's better suited for something than another. And you don't want to fall for that old axiom. If all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Because if you keep trying to apply the same solution over and over again, you're going to end up passing over some potentially better ideas. And also just make sure that you're balancing the needs of the business and remaining pragmatic as opposed to trying to always chase after that one perfect solution. For growing into leadership, there's you know kind of two tracks that we take at the Lifetime Value Company of allowing our engineers to grow. There are people who they're just not interested in pursuing a management path and they want to remain as individual contributors. And we recognize that and we've built into our career path the ability for those people to continue to grow their career and you know, enrich themselves with further opportunities without having to turn into that engineering leadership, engineering leadership from a management perspective. But still, they can be technical leaders in our space. As far as becoming an HR engineering management, there's you know, a lot of different ways to kind of approach that. And one of them is you need to kind of look at problems from a different lens. You're going to have to spend more time focusing on your soft skills. As much time as you spend reading articles about the new technologies that are coming out is you're going to need to learn about how to interact with people and figuring out how to get their feedback and tailor the conversations that you're having with the individuals. And as you move up into the more senior levels of management, it's you've got to learn to let go of having your hands on the keyboard and becoming more comfortable with delegating to the able-bodied people that you've gone ahead and trained up to replace you in that role of being the tactical hands-on doer. And you know, as you're moving further up the chain, it's just you're going to be spending more time consulting with the non-technical resources in the company and helping them with understanding what are the business needs and how are we going to convert, the, convert those into technical solutions. Great. Scott, I appreciate that. That's uh, very helpful for those that either want to go that route of staying with it as an individual contributor on the technology side or to move into management. So again, most appreciated. And Scott, it was a pleasure having you on today. I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Thank you again, Brian. It was my pleasure. Bye for now. 